Hello everyone, my name is Philfiz Pint Chatter. I uh, could talk to you about supporting Noobs and Dragons, you know, going to patreon.com slash gamezillamedia, but I uh, kind of want to talk to you about one of the uh, the other shows that are a part of the network. It's the uh, aptly named Gamezilla Show. It's a weekly news show where Grimlock and uh, Jazzy, you know, Jandar and Tilly, uh, they're joined by Deadite and Testonomics, and they talk about, you know, gaming news that's going on in the world. Uh, you can catch uh, that show on Twitch live uh, every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, you also, you know, can check it in podcast form uh, every Tuesday morning. Uh, go ahead and uh, take a look into it if you want uh, up-to-date gaming news, uh, but otherwise, we do appreciate you listening to uh, Noobs and Dragons. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, the group traveled to the Payne Chateau, where they slowly began to investigate the large mansion where specters of the past have appeared before them. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. Tilly, you've gone to attempt to heal this woman, and your spell fizzled, and she pulled a bow and arrow out and knocked it back and let go. I... Go ahead and roll me initiative, everybody. Uh, but unfortunately, Alistair and Jandar don't yet know that you're in trouble. 14, uh, 18, 18, 16, 8. So Alistair's way at the end. And what did you get, uh, Jandar? 18. 18, okay. Uh, Tilly, you dive aside and uh, the arrow slams into the ground and uh, as you sort of dive and you look back you see the arrow is like stuck firmly into like the, the tile uh, or the wood uh, wood flooring of this place it looks like whatever uh, strength she has is pretty ridiculous as she let that arrow uh, uh, fall back otherwise she goes to uh, 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 we'll fire another arrow and gets a 17 for your AC is that hit? Yep. Well, I have a seventeen. Okay, if she nail yeah, if she hits your AC, then uh, uh, she did get you. Uh, you take uh, thirteen damage as one arrow slams into you. Chandar, you're walking towards the billiards room. Tilly, it is your turn. You're on your own. What would you like to do? I want to scream out that I don't want to fight you. I uh, okay. Go ahead and uh, uh, make a persuasion check, I guess, with disadvantage. And what'd you get? Sixteen. You try to tell her that you don't want to fight, and she, her eyes, which look like you know, like black saucers, they're you know, there's like nothing behind them. She doesn't seem to acknowledge it. Alistair, make a perce- uh, perception check and see if you've heard uh, uh, your friend in trouble. Thir- uh, 23, sorry. Oh, the 23, yeah. You hear uh, Tilly shout that she doesn't want to fight someone just as you're arriving at, uh, just about to hit the uh, the music room. Jander, did you hear that? 
Uh, Jandar, you start hearing voices, but on your turn, you'll be able to, to react. What would you like to do? Uh, I, I guess I'll turn and run, dash towards where I heard Tilly. Sure, you turn, run, and sure enough, you arrive at the ballroom and see that there's a uh, the same woman that was dead in that bed before is firing arrows at Tilly. She has a big gaping wound in her throat and blood is spurting out and it almost doesn't look like the the bone is connected to her spine. The shit, Tilly. Uh, her turn. Uh, she uh, dives uh, backwards, actually. Uh, she doesn't fire her arrows just yet. Uh, Tilly, she just sort of like, uh, kind of like fate, like almost like turns transparent and sort of like uh, appears maybe about like 30 feet away from you. And that's her turn. Jandar, at this point now, you have heard uh, your friends, and you even saw uh, heard Alistair run down the hall, and he's dove into the, the ballroom. I'm going to follow him. Sure. You uh, run up, and you see the same sight as I've uh, described previously. Tilly, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to... Mm-hmm. So it is... Alistair, like, in the room yet? Alistair and Jandar have uh, arrived in the entryway, but they're not next to you necessarily. You're maybe about, like, 30 feet into the room. And then she's another 30 feet from you into the room. So it's she's about 60 feet away from those guys. Okay, I'm going to move within five feet of Jandar and Alistair and then basically say, like, shield your eyes, and then I'm going to cast daylight onto this undead sure which is going to create a 60 foot radius sphere of light that spreads out from a point you choose within range sphere is bright light and sheds dim light for the addition for an additional 60 feet it could be cho- you could be chosen to be put on an object that you're holding or one that isn't being worn or carried so i just want to have it be like a sphere like in front of me just pointed towards sure you create a giant ball of light that's uh uh you know it illuminates the room like nobody's business alistair it is your turn you certainly see this uh 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 you know the form of this dead woman how far away is she 60 feet from you Ugh. um what would you like to do? I guess I will... Man, there's not much I could do. I could try a spell. Let's go with... Mm-hmm. We'll go with Shatter. Sure. Constitution saving throw. Uh, she fails. Cool. Takes... Th- Ooh. I'll cast it at a third level and she takes 48 yeah yeah go for it um 21 damage and uh uh the sonic wave kind of explodes out by her and uh her form sort of like flickers a bit uh her turn uh, she launches an arrow at uh, uh, you, uh, uh, Alistair, and she gets a uh, 21 versus your AC. Yeah, that definitely hits. 
and she also gets a 23 versus your AC, Tilly. Uh, Tilly, you take 13 damage, and uh, Alistair, you take uh, 7 damage. Jindar, it's your turn. Am I, I'm in the doorway now? Yep, you're in the doorway. You see her firing arrows. Uh, the uh, the arrows seem to sort of like, kind of like turn translucent and like, and then solid again as they fly through the air. Oh, lovely. Uh, when Alistair hit her, did she turn translucent? Maybe a little, yeah. She also is in the form of a walking dead woman. Yeah, but <laughs> it seemed to do damage though. Like it's si- Yeah, it seemed to do damage. Okay. Um... First up, I will put Hunter's Mark on her and then shoot two arrows at her. Go right ahead. Oof. First one's a 14. Uh, 14's a miss. Okay. Uh, next one is a 25. Uh, that's a hit. Right. And she's taking damage, so uh, Colossal Slayer as well. Yep. It's uh, 18. And uh, arrow slams into her side. And while it doesn't look like she bleeds, it does look like her image sort of like kind of fades in and out as she gets hit. Uh, Tilly, it's your turn. Hmm. I am going to cast Mm -hmm. healing word on myself. (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, is there anything you want to do with your standard action? Nope. Fair enough. You don't want to, like, defensive stance or something? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right. I'm just asking. Alistair, it's your turn. All right. I want to move closer to the figure by about 30 feet. Sure. You're 30 feet away. I'm going to cast a healing word on myself and then take out a defensive stance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, her turn. I. Uh, let's see. I... Uh, Shandar, you fired at her last time. Uh, she gets... Uh, oh, no, she misses you. Uh, and then against uh, Alistair, she uh, has disadvantage and might have hit, but uh, she does not with her disadvantage. She whiffs. Uh, so two arrows fly out, and she misses the both of you. Jandar, it's your turn. Um, I will... Shoot two more arrows at her. Go right ahead. 28. That's a hit. And a 20. Both hit. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Da-da. Da-da. 28. Oh, wow. Nice. Arrow slam into her, and her image sort of flickers and fades a bit. Uh, did you want to move or anything, Jandar? I'm in the doorway right now. Pretty much, yeah, the doorway to the ballroom. Uh, no, I'll stay right where I'm at. Absolutely. Tilly, it is your turn. Hmm. Sacred Flame. Absolutely. She gets a uh, a sixteen uh, to save. Oh, yeah, I missed. Ah, she avoids your uh, sacred fire. Uh, Alistair, it's your turn. She's thirty feet away from me now. She is. 
All right, let's get up in her business. I'll pull out my swords and uh, go to attack. By all means. All right, wood rapier. Mm-hmm. 13. Whiffs. Uh, 15. Uh, whiffs. All right, last wood rapier attack. Wow, that's... That's awful. That was a uh, a twelve. Oof. Yeah, you go to swing wow. a bunch, and her form sort of avoids your uh, 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 sword strikes. Uh, her turn. She uh, uh, sort of fades out, and then uh, reappears about uh, sixty feet away from you, back on the other side of the room where uh, uh, Jandar and Tilly are. Jandar, it's your turn. Wow. So where is? She, so how close is she to me now? 20 feet tops. Oh, Uh-oh. boy. Um, can I... 20 feet tops. Like 15, 20 feet. Yeah, she's um, pretty close. I'm just going to... Sh- I'm going to shoot two more arrows at her. By all means. 30. That's a hit. Oof, 30 and then a 14. Ah, it's a mess. So you hit once. Fifteen. All right. Tilly, it is your turn. (sighs) What the hell are we doing with this thing? I'm just going to keep attacking it, I guess. Um, Sure. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Considering she's killing us. <laughs> Guiding bolt. Ooh, by all means. Roll to hit. 16. That's a hit. Yay, uh, magic number. Now we know. We know it's half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> and what'd you get, Tilly? 17 damage. Nice. And the uh, the radiant energy hits the uh, the woman, and her you know s- you know form sort of fades in and out a bit, and it seems like uh, her she's moving a little bit more like sluggishly. Uh, Alistair, it is your turn. If you're able to hit this turn, you do have advantage on the first strike. What would you like to do? She's about, uh, I would say, like fifty feet away from you. Would uh, she's fifty feet away from me? Because mm-hmm. so, she had teleported away. Crap baskets. Um, would <laughs> a wisdom save be at a disadvantage or no? Um, for what? Would it, like if I did, if she had to do a saving throw, would that be at a disadvantage or is just attacks have an advantage? I, uh, no, no, you just can't hit her from where you're at. No, I know. I'm talking about because of the guiding bolt. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Uh, saving throws don't have any kind of augmentation because of I uh, say uh, guiding bolt. All right. Well, then I guess I'll just do a. Mm-hmm. I'll do a vicious mockery to her, so it best to make a wisdom save. Ah, uh, she fails. Nice. I say, bitch, don't be shooting arrows at us and, and flying around and getting out of my way of my swords, lady. You sure showed her. <laughs> uh, did she take damage? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna be much. Five damage. What type of damage? 
Oh, psychic damage. You take five psychic damage as you feel this weird backlash in the back of your head. Great. Not going to do that again. (laughs) Her turn. Uh, She does have disadvantage on the first strike. Uh, Let's see. Uh, She launches the first strike on you, Alistair. And misses. Otherwise, uh, she also fires at Jandar and gets you. Oh, I guess I could move up closer to her than to, uh, right? What am I trying? I mean, to that move? bridges that, that that ship has already oh, sailed, friend. I guess you I take uh, twelve damage as an arrow nails you in the uh, shoulder. Jandar, it is your turn. You have an advantage on your first strike. Um, I will shoot two more arrows. By all means, I have advantage on my first one. You said, yep, because Tilly's guiding bolt. Well, my first one was 30. <laughs> Make that a natural 20. Yeah. The advantage was worth it. <laughs> uh, second one is a 17. Uh, so the damage dice is doubled on the first one, and then it's a regular strike on the oh, uh, second hit. God, okay. I mean, it's going to take a second here. So here's the roll. And go ahead and get us that math together. And what are we what are we looking at here? <laughs> Should we bring on a calculator? Thirty-four. For the first hit? No. That oh, was both God. both arrows. Both arrows slam into her, and there's this horrible scream, and her image just sort of dissipates. And uh, her, some of her, the like, even the like, her gear she was wearing just tumbles to the ground. The fuck did you do, Tilly? I walked in this room and she was just sitting, facing the other way. And I said hello, and she didn't answer. And then I just kind of walked up and like asked her what happened to her because. Some she, people don't like to talk about their problems. Well, I'm just saying, she turned around, <laughs> she had a big gash in her neck, and I asked, like, what happened here, and she just attacked me. All right, well, I guess we're going to travel together uh, throughout this place, then. Can, can I, you said that her stuff dropped there. Can I yeah. look at it and see if there's anything that's, in, you know, information or valuable or... You take a look. Her bow is pretty ornate. It doesn't seem to be, uh, like, you know... Uh, anything too special or anything? Uh, it, she's you know has her like green tunic or whatever. It's uh, uh, you know the, for a frame that's smaller than yours, of course. Uh, but otherwise, you do uh, find the studded leather armor she was wearing, and it it's just blood stained. There's something about it that catches your eye, but uh, it's yeah, it's it's like blood stained. And when you try to like maybe like rub some of the blood off, it's like just stained on it. It looks like it's just perpetually. Like uh, uh, like you know, blood just oozed right down it. Ew. When you said that something catches my eye, though, like like what? Uh, you're not sure. It's uh, just it. Maybe it's the fact that the like the thing never comes clean. Uh, lo- there's something it looks, uh, or something that catches your attention about this item that seems, uh, maybe more than just an average mundane item. Should I identify it? Detect magic on it. If you want, or we can at least just take it with us. You could always put it in your st- take her stuff and put it in yours, and yeah, it'll take me a bit to, to cast on. Yeah, it. so we'll just, we'll just hold on to it, put it in the bag of holding, and, and then I'm also going to recover my arrows. Sure, you scoop up your arrows. Her arrows, 
do not seem to be anywhere. They seem like they just sort of vanish when she vanished. Weird. What else is going on in this room? Otherwise, it's just this old, old ballroom. Uh, you look around. You don't really see anything else that catches your attention. Weird. All right. Well, split up again, or are you guys? Let's, let's stick together. To the billiards room. Let's go to the billiards room. Okay. Sure. Good idea. Yep. Let's so, not anger any more redheaded ladies. You guys walk into the uh, uh, billiards room, and you hear uh, hushed whispers. And you look around, and it's a little hard to see, but you uh, uh, you think behind like maybe some curtains, like where there's like a, maybe like a, uh, like a like a big you know comfy chair, like a, uh, I'm trying to think of the the right word for it. Uh, not a lazy boy, of course, but you know, like a, a an armchair, yeah, like a, not even a recliner, like an armchair, like a, a really a plush, a plush armchair. Uh, you hear two uh, female voices, sort of like whispering amongst themselves, and uh, roll a perception check as you guys walk up. Twenty-two. Fifteen. Fourteen. With a fifteen or fourteen, uh, you uh, you catch that I uh, I uh, it it they they seem grossed out when uh Master Brutus spends time with his daughter. They just get like a weird bad feeling about it. And uh, uh, Alistair, as you walk up a little bit closer, you catch that they say. Uh, something effective like, ah, I've, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about reaching out to those adventurers that had visited us before. And then suddenly you uh, uh, see the curtain get like flung wide open and suddenly Brutus is there, the tiefling. And he's just staring down. And one of the uh, the maids who you can now see are these you know tiefling uh, maids sort of looks up and points. And one of them is like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And the other one goes... Sir, who's that person with you? And you hear a voice that says, What lies beneath must be protected, Brutus. And Brutus immediately pounces on one of the maids, and you hear a sickening crunch. And Brutus looks up as, like, one of the maids runs past you and, like, just sort of fades away. And as he looks up at the maid with, uh, you know, where, you know, she was running in your direction, it almost feels like he's looking directly at you. And he just stares with madness in his eyes. And the image immediately vanishes. (sighs) And you hear a billiard ball get snapped as if somebody just, you know, hit a uh, uh, a pool ball. And you turn, and you see a white or a black ball rolling, and it hits one of the the corners and goes into one of the the side pockets, or the corner uh, goes into the corner pocket, I should say. This place is trippy. Are there other? Wait, there's no one at the pool table though? No, you look around you don't see the uh, the pool cues uh, there's some lined against the wall you don't see where there was even another ball hit into it but you just saw that black ball rolling Was there any other balls on the table or just the black ball? Didn't seem to be just the black ball. I want to walk over to the pool table to the pocket it went into and see if the eight ball is still there you look into the the pocket, and it looks like there's a uh, 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 
like a uh, hole like in the, the like the lining the stitching that holds it it doesn't look like it's one of the kind that like just gathers it and goes to all one side or anything like that and you sort of reach in and there's the hole and you look underneath the, the table and there's a uh, uh, black ball that's just sort of like sitting there like rabbit and you pick up the black eight ball and it looks kind of old the the numbers faded on it uh, but otherwise it's got half to it it's it feels like a billiard ball I set it on the table and you set it on the table and it just sits there as if there's nothing wrong with it in the least if you guys like you can make an investigation check on this room I got a 19 21 11 with an 11, you look around, you see that uh, uh, a lot of the billiards tables, uh, they seem kind of old. They're missing a lot of their stuff. You know, it doesn't seem like you'd be able to, like, actually play a game with what's actually in here right now. Uh, what did you get, uh, Tilly? 21. And what did you get, Jandar? 19. With a 19, you uh, uh, you look around and nothing else really catches your attention. Uh, you you find that there's, like, a... Uh, like a uh, like a table like for for card playing and you get like a, a deck of cards nothing really catches your attention otherwise uh tilly you do find that uh, uh where the image of the maid was murdered you do see a blood stain on the ground i investigate it much like what uh alistair found earlier you you touch it and feel it and it's like long since been stained into the hardwood i tell them that there's a blood stain over here Think it's a common theme we're finding in this place. Yeah, what's going on with this blood this, stain? Hold on, is hold frightening. On. We heard we heard the words "What lies beneath must be protected." I think they're talking about the city. So what? I think I. I it's, in the- I'm starting to think that the group went down into somewhere and came back out, and their mind was their memories were all taken. Maybe it was what was in the city. So it's more important than we even thought to begin. I don't with. know if it's important or just or deadly. that terrifying. Yeah. I mean, we're assuming that, or there could be a basement here. Could be. There might be. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you like, you can make an intelligence check and can maybe analyze a few more things for you. Yeah, not not me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't afford another one. I got it. What am I rolling? Intelligence check. 17. There was a voice you heard as well. A, a voice that sounds should sound familiar. Yeah, I was talking to Brutus. Mm-hmm. It did sound familiar. I just don't I can't remember the name. Well, there's another uh thing that catches your attention here. One of the maids said, "Who's that with you?" But you didn't see anyone else in this image. She saw a person that wasn't there. Oh. I don't know what that means. It's the person that's with us. Well, it's, it's the thing that's with us. Oh, our our fourth compadre? Maybe. The voice sounded familiar. It sounded similar, I should say. <sighs> Great. So else. I say over my shoulder, like, they're talking to you. Are you going to show up or what? There's no response. Damn it. 
I appreciate the effort, though, too. I'm sure, uh, they're, doing, they're talking to me before one of these episodes is over. <laughs> Tilly, you normally, I, I, I wouldn't say that it's easy to call upon the voice, but normally the voice is around. It hasn't been around since you've been here. Yeah, what the heck? Where'd you go? Go investigate the music room now? <sighs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. So you guys uh, walk down the long hall, and uh, the the hall itself is uh, uh, just like it just sort of stretches on and on and on. And uh, you, uh, as you walk down the hall, you get a little bit closer, and you uh, uh, let's see. You arrive at the the music hall uh, down the way, and you peek in, and it looks like there's like an old piano. Um. Okay. You want to head in? Sure. Sure. I'll head up to the piano. You walk up to the piano and uh, make an investigation check. Anybody who wants to look around the room. Eleven. Seven. Uh, Twelve. And you peek around, and it doesn't seem like there's really anything here. You you don't hear anything. I. Uh, I. Uh, the. Uh, you you know you 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 know n- nothing really catches your attention as far as like uh, uh, visibility goes. Alistair, did you want to like play play around with like the piano yeah, itself? Or yeah, yeah. I wanted to open up the piano keys and see if they still work. Sure, you open the piano keys and I. Uh, you it feels like you're like there's something that the 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 keys are like bumping against and it can't make the chime. Guys, there might be something in this piano. Let's open it up. And you open up the piano, the the back part of it, and it doesn't look like there's anything there. But it looks like there's like just blood stained into the bottom of the piano, as if somebody had like you know there's a body here before. Ew. Do we see any like remnants of a body parts in it? You don't see remnants. You just see more of these blood stains. Didn't we talk to someone that ta- that said the rumors were that that the he murdered his family? Yeah, that he like went insane. Yeah, that was pretty pretty uh, standard across the board. Whoever we asked, are we finding? Are we finding like literally the all of the like murder locations of everybody so. that was in this house? Yeah, and all these. And why are we seeing it? Like, yeah, I know we this, see are this they one. flashback like memories of like it happening? Like, I don't know. We're like hallucinating. I don't know. There's not much else in this room, so maybe we should go back to where that other figure went. You turn around, and suddenly in front of you is uh, a dire rat. <laughs> no. Walter. No. no. Uh, you see Enya Everwinter standing in front of you. As well as Everwinter, uh, you have uh, uh, Davida, uh, and let's see, you have uh, Don Birchman, and you have a woman with red hair who looks suspiciously just like the one that you just defeated in the other room. Uh, 
Enya Everwinter and Davida have snow white hair and they're just trembling. They're just like clutching onto their their own arms and like just shivering. Uh, Enya Everwinter, you notice, has her right hand. Hmm. Don Birchman walks uh uh like walks up to like like uh uh the doorway and uh and he says I I don't know what they saw, but they saw something. I, I'm not really sure what. I, I think Everwinter here lashed out at what they, whatever it was. Her hands all cut up, and sure enough, you see her right hand is all like scratched up. And uh, he says, I, "I don't know what to do. They 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 wouldn't stop screaming for two days and two nights. We took carried them here, and they they just finally stopped screaming, but they won't talk to us. I, I don't know what to do." And you see Brutus Payne in the doorway, and he turns, he says, I believe that I have a ritual of sorts that might just do the trick. And the image immediately vanishes. What was the red-headed lady doing? She didn't seem scared like the other two. She seemed concerned like Don Birchman But did. she was with them. She was? That's the other person that we didn't know about. This red-headed person. Yeah. They went to Brutus, and Brutus, well, we know he erased their memories of some sort. Let's go mm. look around the other ho- rest of the house. Yeah, let's move to the other hallway. Yeah. Sure. So you guys walk to the uh, 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 into the, the grand foyer, and uh, the, uh, the doorway to the... Uh, that was like on the other side of the room that isn't to a hall is cracked open. The door that's not to the hall, right? Mm-hmm. It was the when you first walked in, it was the the, yeah. the straight ahead door. Now it's on your left hand side from where you're going now. And it was now. closed. It seemed to be, yeah. That's weird. Well, do we want to stick to going down the hallway or do we want to go investigate this door? I don't know. Uh,. I feel like wherever we go, we're going to get the shit freaked out. Our shit freaked out. Yeah, but we're here now, and we need to try to figure out what's happening. Yeah, I say we go down the hall because, That's like, where they every went. time, yeah, but every time, like, something has happened with this house, we've kind of, like, got drawn to it. So, like, is the house, like, trying to put us on a path of where it wants us to go? It could be. I don't know. So if we, like... We're doing the same thing by going to where the figure went. That's true. So there was that other play in the com- city, the House of a Thousand Dead Corpses. You remember that play? <laughs> Man, vaguely, vaguely remember it. No meta gaming. Focus. <laughs> There's no meta gaming. These are plays I enjoyed while leisure time in the city. You know. So do we? Like you have much leisure time to enjoy. I Anyways, did. I did back. So in if day. we want to go completely away from where the house may be drawing us to, there's a third story that we know nothing about. Do we just want to go all the way up to the top then? No, I say we go down the hallway. I say we go down the hallway. Alright, sure. let's do it. This is the way that the, my, the first figure I saw, this is the way they went, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. So you walk into uh, this hall and you see three rooms in this hall. There's a uh, gallery, a drawing room, and a library. Gallery. Gallery. Absolutely. So Gallera, gallery. No singing right Gallera, now, man. We're not in the mood. Uh, 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 uh. So you guys walk <laughs> down the hall. Uh, 
down this long, long hallway, and I. Uh, you see, uh, in the uh, the gallery, uh, is uh, a bunch of figures. You have Brutus, uh, with his uh, uh, back to everybody, uh, who's on the other side. It looks like he's staring up at a uh, 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 picture on the wall. Uh, the picture seems to be of like a landscape of the area. Uh, almost looks like a, the the mansion itself. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you have uh, Everwinter. She only has one hand, still has snow white hair. You have Davida with snow white hair, the the forest gnome. And you have Don Birchman. It's only the three of them. And they seem to be thanking Brutus for helping them escape that awful place. And now that their memories of it are sealed up, the world is going to be safe. And Brutus doesn't turn his back, but he says, Yes, old things sleep under the earth. Old and weak things which must gather their strength. And they go, oh, well, uh, of course. Well, thank you. And they turn and like walk out, and you see uh, Everwinter and Davida seem to have like really sad eyes. They just like they look like they're sort of lost. Don Birchman seems a little bit more concerned, but it is only the three of them. And they walk past you like into the hall and vanish. And uh, uh, Brutus Payne sort of turns and like you know you see that uh, he notices nobody else is in the room, and he turns around and his front is just stained with blood. And as you guys walk into the chamber, everything vanishes. There are pictures lining the walls, and uh, sure enough, he seemed to be staring at a uh, 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 like a landscape of the Payne Chateau. I'm gonna go up and look at it. Sure, feel free to make investigation checks, everybody. Eight, six, twenty-two. With an eight and a six, you guys uh, uh, stare at the picture of the Paint Chateau, and it's uh, uh, a little exaggerated. The hill looks a little larger. Uh, it seems to be a uh, landscape of like sort of twilight. So there's the the sort of like the juxtaposition between going from like that pinkish orangish to like you know dark blue into black with like a speckle of stars uh, up at the top. Uh, otherwise, Tilly, you notice uh, there's a uh, a remarkably similar picture. It seems to be only at night, and uh, oh, there's actually two pictures you see that are sort of like if if Brutus uh, Brutus's portrait of the Pain Chateau was at the far end of the gallery, flanking it on the right and left. One is a, a frame that's empty on the right, which is a little strange. But otherwise, the uh, uh, the frame to the left has a picture at night. Uh, but it looks to be the same hill. But it looks like there's uh, like almost like a comet coming in and crashing. Uh, into the the hill. I want to investigate the one on the right that's empty. Sure. Uh, you I uh, I. Uh, you look at the the picture and I uh, it has a, a tag. It looks like it's I uh, I uh, so it's just says work in progress portrait of the party. Hmm. Not really sure what that is, but otherwise there's something that catches your attention about that picture to the left. So I'd like to investigate that one. Sure. I mean, you already did. I let you know what you saw. Oh, the comet? Yeah. It's, uh, I just didn't uh, know if there was something like... No, I mean, it, it, there's nothing magical about it necessarily. It just... There's something a little odd. It looks like it's a comet crashing into the hill where... looks like where the Payne Chateau would eventually be built. A comet? 
a meteor, comet, something fell falling from the the night sky. Weird. So do I'm just gonna tell them about this so that they know about sure, it. Sure, yeah. Uh, Tilly points uh both of these strange things that she sees out. That's weird, guys. Yeah, so when they said that the Pain Chateau was like burnt down, they said burnt down. But like why was it burnt down? Like did it get Well hit? no, it is this is before it was built. The, it looks like you you've been told, Tilly, that the uh the uh when the town found out about Brutus Payne going they, crazy. Yeah, they right. themselves essentially burned the building down with him inside it. Right, but this this was before comet was looked like it may have landed here or something. I don't know. Comet would do a whole heck of a lot of damage, presumably. Do we? Does it look like it's here, or does it look like it might be in the trees of the Darkwellian? Like, it's a little hard to see. Uh, if you want, you can make a uh, uh, make a, a general intelligence check. Now take advantage on this too, because you're kind of already piecing things together there. Uh, Eighteen. From the position of the like where the portrait was taken from and the trajectory of the the falling thing from the uh, the sky, it does seem like it would have crash landed where the Pain Chateau was built, but seems like it's on an angle in the direction of Narquellian. Maybe this is what's beneath the city. Or something that came yeah. came, came here from on it. it. Yeah. Let's see. We keep looking around. Sure. Go check out Next the other room. rooms. Yep. We got the the drawing room and the library. Drawing room. Sure. Let's do it. So you guys walk into the drawing room, which is essentially like sort of a parlor, a living room. Uh, and there's a ton of different chairs and, uh, uh, you know, couches and stuff. There's, like, a fireplace. Uh, uh, it looks, you know, looks really posh, really nice. And uh, you, as you enter into the, the room, you hear soft sobbing. This isn't going to be good. <sighs> All right. Investigate. Go look for it. Yep. Sure, make an investigation check. Go for it, Tilly. Or all natural twenty. Never mind. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> A little metagamey, but whatever. Uh, Tilly, you <laughs> you walk in, and uh, at the very opposite corner of where the fireplace is uh you see uh a couch has been sort of like pulled into the corner and uh you hear the sobbing coming from uh, uh behind the couch investigate behind the couch and you hop up on top of the couch and look down and you see uh what looks to be a preteen girl it's a tiefling she has uh red red flesh she is uh uh uh, kind of, you know, horns that stand kind of like go straight up, uh, but not quite as large as like seems to, seems to be Brutus Paynes, who's you know you've seen a few times now, uh, and she looks up at you and sort of locks eyes with you. What's the matter? Please don't tell my daddy I'm here. Why? And she immediately screams and ignites in fire. Everyone, make an initiative check. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Thirteen. What'd you get, Alistair? Twelve. And 
Jander got a 13. And what did you get, Tilly? 17. Wow. I, As she's engulfing in flames, Tilly, you get to react first. What would you like to do? So she's about to attack us. I mean, she engulfed in flames and let out a scream. Wonderful. She hasn't acted yet, technically. Uh, she's she rising act. out of the corner, and even uh, Alistair and Jandar are starting to react, seeing this like preteen girl erupt in fire. You think I should just attack her, guys? It's on well, you, Tilly. Well, what do you want to do? Uh, um, I mean, it's not, there's nothing not threatening about engulfing in flames and screaming. I mean, she could be just engulfed in flames and, and pain. You never know. Sure, why not? Guiding bolt. Absolutely. Unnatural 20. You hit. Twenty-seven. Okay. You launch a guiding bolt into her, and uh, uh, it like almost just like flies right out through the other side, and fire and, like just splashes uh, against the the wall behind her, and it seems like like fire is just sort of erupting out of her. Jander, it's your turn. So his 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 attack went through. I mean, it hit her, and it just it looks like it hit, exploded out the other side, and fire is now erupting out. It seems like it did damage. Okay. Well, I will place Hunter's Mark mm-hmm. on this individual that's on fire and doing crazy stuff, and then shoot two arrows. By all means. You get an advantage on... An uh, advantage on the first, first one? First one. Uh, first one will be a 20. That's a hit. Second one is a 26. Also a hit. Okay. And what do we got for damage? Six. I feel like it's going to be a lot. It is. That'd be 37. Wow. Wow. Two arrows, ex- you know, smash into her, and more fire just sort of erupts out. Uh, the the couch that like Tilly's on looks like it's catching fire. Uh, chair nearby erupts in flames. What now, is my dis- what is since it's still my turn? What is my location to this Nova bomb about to explode? The I. Uh, uh, the room isn't especially large, the drawing room. It's not nearly as large as some of the other rooms. Uh, it's uh, She's probably about, like, 40 feet away from you. Can I get, Am I in the doorway or am I in the room? You're in the room because you were investigating. Can I move back to the doorway? Sure. You get in front of the doorway, and uh, Alistair, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to keep some distance away from her. I don't want to get into the fire. Sure. Uh, but I'm gonna cast. So you said I'm like 30 feet away from her, or somewhere around there. Yeah, like it's not All a right. huge room. I'll just cast shatter at uh, fourth level. Sure. That's a Constitution save. She succeeds. She succeeds. So she takes half. Uh, 
Um, so that is mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20, so she takes 10. Okay. She screams, and uh, fire just starts, like, exploding out of her, and the the doorway uh, just sort of erupts in fire, and it looks like if you wanted to get through the door and leave this room, you'd probably have to take some damage. Uh, but otherwise, uh, uh, she flails out her arms, and fireballs just fly out all over the place. Uh, Alistair, you get hit. Tilly, you get hit, and Jandar, it actually misses you. Uh, Tilly and Alistair, you both take ten fire damage as she screams and fireballs just erupt out. Tilly, it's your turn. I want to run back to the doorway. Sure, you're in right by the doorway. Uh, it's just a wall of fire. Sacred flame on her. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll. Oh no, sacred flame is the one yeah. I roll, isn't it? Uh, she succeeds. Wonderful. Sorry. So she takes no damage? Uh, missed yeah. no damage. Oh, yeah. miss. so okay. missed. Yeah. Uh, or, well, if the enemy succeeds, no damage. Uh, Jandar, it's your turn. <sighs> Two arrows. By all means. A 23. That is a hit. 23 and a 13. Uh, 13 is a miss. Okay. And what'd you get? 20. And two more arrows smash outer, uh, uh, like, you know, insides, and fire just sort of, like, smashes into the wall, and it's just, you know, going up to the ceiling. Uh, it looks like the, the room is catching fire incredibly fast. Uh, Alistair, it's your turn. Do I notice, like, the room is going to collapse on us, or...? I mean, I'm presumably it could. I mean, at this rate, I mean, it looks like the fire is spreading really quick. Maybe we should get out of here. Um, you can leave the room, but you will take damage. Do yeah. I notice if these are real flames or magical flames? I don't know. You'd have to touch them. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> well, I know you wouldn't. Um, Shit. What are you doing? I need an answer. I'll just do, an, I'll do a, another shatter against her. By all means. I. She gets a a sixteen to save. That's success. Uh, successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. She succeeds. All right. So that's two, mm-hmm. ten, eighteen. So another ten. Absolutely. Her turn. Uh, another uh, uh, wave of fireballs fly out of her as she screams and flails in the air. Uh, Alistair misses you, Tilly it hits you, and it hits Jandar. Uh, and you both take five fire damage. Or, I'm sorry, ten fire damage. Tilly, it is your turn. Okay, so how close is she to us? She's not especially close. She's, uh, uh, from the doorway, she's around 30 feet, maybe 25 as she's floating in place and kind of, like, getting a little closer. Okay, and this room is... How big around? 60 feet by 60 feet. 60 Not especially feet. big. Uh, or I would say, th- uh, yeah, about 60 feet around. So, yeah, 30 feet uh, uh, from the doorway to where she's at near the corner. 25 feet, technically, whatever. 
What do you want to do? All right, cool. I am going to cast the spell uh, Create or Destroy Water. And in a 30-foot cube, so I'm going to start at the doorway and then go out so that it is on all three of us and her, I'm going to make it rain, extinguishing any exposed flames in that area. Absolutely. You cast the spell, and while her fire does not go out, all the fire in the room does. Including the one in the doorway. Yes. Jindar, it's your turn. Shoot two more arrows. By all means. First one is a 19. That's it. And a 19. Wow, yeah, you hit twice. Okay. And what did you get for damage? So... Twenty-four. Two more arrows slam into the the specter and uh, explodes out the other side. Uh, the fire, which would have you know hit the wall and started spreading, is immediately quelched, and uh, her body just sort of like turns to cinders and ashes. And she reaches out for you three, and then even her right arm falls to the ground, and nothing is left of her but her right arm. An investigator right arm. Sure. It's eerily warm to the touch. It is the the bony, emaciated, like uh, almost mummified right arm of a preteen girl. Weird. Otherwise, you glance around the uh, the drawing room, and there's really not much else. There's there's you know furniture and stuff, and you know you prevented a fire, but other than that. Doesn't seem like there's anything else in here. To the library? Let's get out of this room. Yeah. Sure. Until you're taking the right arm with you, or are you putting it in like the bag of holding or anything? Sure, why not? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) 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 Never know what we're gonna need for the uh, the Lunasonid cannon or whatever it was called. You're not wrong. So you guys uh, head into the uh, library, correct? Yes. Yep. As you get to the door and uh, it's closed, you hear uh, the sound of like a, a book fly, like flying across the room and hit the ground. And you hear a voice go, no, no, it, it must be better than this. Diamonds, sapphires, they all pale to her majesty. There must be some kind of ring that can show just how much she means to me. And you creak open the door and you peek inside the library and there's nobody there. There's a pile of books on the ground. But you heard Brutus Payne's voice happily talking about how he needed a, a, a ring that was worthy of his love or the love of his life. What would you guys like to do? Investigate the books Make on the ground. Make an investigation check. Natural 20. With a natural 20, you, sure enough, you pick up the books on the ground, and uh, the uh, the books on the ground are just, like, books of rare stones. 
you know, like, you know, like uh, uh, diamonds and sapphires and precious metals and stuff. It's it's sort of like an encyclopedia on that. And as you just sort of like thumb through the book and you sort of let it fall open as it lands, it does land on a page. And it looks like it's the talking about shards of the Black Pyramid. It looks like the the pages were maybe stuck together. It doesn't look like uh like as you like as as it fell open, it just sort of like made a pe- like a gross peeling sound and you now have uh a couple of pages talking about shards of the black pyramid. And as you glance at it, sure enough, it's what you know. It's these crystals that answer people's wishes, grant their desires, give them power, but at the cost of their sanity. Interesting. Did you find Jandar? I hand the book to Alistair. And sure enough, it's a, a book on rare stones and, and precious gems. Hmm. But there is also a, a small excerpt in the back, which is referencing a, sort of a, in this book, it sort of alludes that it's sort of like legendary, that it's, you know, there's no way to know if it's really real, but it's mentioning the shards of the Black Pyramid. We have a couple of these. Yeah. Is there anything about your stone in here? I didn't see anything about mine. I mean, you could take the book with you and do some research. This You just sort of yeah. pit, uh, uh, thumb through it. Yeah, we'll keep the book. Sure. Uh, so we have worse books in our possession. That is very true. Really, yeah. So you guys take this book on precious stones and, and metals and gems and crystals and stuff. Anything else in the room that catches my eye? No, you look around, and it doesn't look like there's really a whole lot. I mean, there's plenty of books and stuff, so if there's, if there's a subject you want to look for, I mean, we can see if it's there, but, like, otherwise it's... Well, yeah, I want to look see if there's any on the Luna Sol- Solar. Uh, roll a d20. Ten? You look around, and there are no books on the, the legendary Luna Solar canon. Uh, it looks like this is a pretty extensive library. There's a lot there, but it doesn't necessarily look like there's... You know, I, I, like you know, super rare lore or anything like that. It looks like it's a pretty general library. Anything about the area around Narquelian? Roll a d twenty. Okay. Eleven. You you find a book on the the city of Narquelian, but whether there's a lot of other lore about the region around, you're not sure. You'd have to take a lot of time to read through it. Okay, I'll just take the book with sure. me. I guess you can write down all those books you took. Make sure not to forget those in case they come into handy later. Anyone else? Nope. Where are we going? Back to that door that was open behind the staircase. Sure. Did you want to head to there? Sure. Yeah. So you guys uh, leave this hall, the uh, eastern hall, the east wing, and you guys walk uh, to the door that was cracked from before, and it looks like it's closed now. (laughs) Of course. I walk up to it, and I'll try to open it. Sure, you open the door, and at the dining room table, you see uh, Enya Everwinter, you see uh, Gada Davida, you see uh, uh, Master Don Birchman, and there's also a female archer with red hair, seems to be human, and they're all chanting amongst themselves, and uh, you catch a few things of note. The first thing that catches your attention is that Enya Everwinter has long blonde hair, not white hair. 
Gada Davida has brown hair. He doesn't have white hair. Otherwise, uh, they reference the, the woman being named Ares Volta. And uh, as they sort of uh, uh, talk, you know, and he uh, mentions like, oh, Ares Volta, like, you know, thank you for that. And the, uh, the group sort of sees you guys, gets excited for a moment, and through you guys, Brutus Payne's form walks in, and they go, oh, thanks again for the, uh, the job, Brutus. It's, uh, it is a pleasure, you know, getting work from you. And Brutus says, it is a pleasure to help the region, I assure you. And their forms vanish. We investigate the room. It's a dining room. It's a long, long table with a bunch of chairs on, you know, both sides. Uh, nothing really catches your attention in here otherwise. Do otherwise, there is a, uh, a room uh, uh, behind this one. Uh, it looks to be a, uh, uh, a doorway that leads into uh, uh, perhaps like a kitchen or something. Do we recognize the name? Ares Volta? No, doesn't catch your attention. But it is strange that the it was four of them, and they viewed Brutus as uh, like a, a person who gave jobs. He didn't mm-hmm. seem to be a part of their team. Because that's what we've been hearing is that he's been part of their team. That's what you had heard before. I. Uh, Otherwise, you also notice that Enya Everwinter had both of her hands. Yeah, and she looked like the ship wasn't scared out of her. That is true. Uh, you guys want to walk to the back of the room? Go to the kitchen? See if we can find some food? Yep. Yep. Sure. You guys walk into the kitchen, and you hear uh, the voice of Ares Volta, and as you open the kitchen door, she has her bow and arrow out, and she's pointing it across the room, and she's uh, and she just demands. She says, I know you've done something to their memories. Who the hell are you? And across the chamber, you see the unconscious form of Enya Everwinter. And holding her hand is Brutus Payne as he just has this look of madness in his eyes. And he has uh, a cl- like a, a big rusty cleaver in his right hand. And he just thump, chops off her right hand. And he just stares at Ares Volta, which is madness in his eyes. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.